I'm Chris H., and this is Pop's Point, podcasting all things fatherhood over a beer. Welcome to Pop's Point, long and behold, season two. It's been a while. Uh, Frankly, give me some reprieve. I've had a kid. I'm on my third kid. Needed a couple months to take off. We're in the middle of this COVID stuff going on in winter. And I have my man, JP, also known as Jape. New father, six weeks old, Oliver, living in Canada. He's a Canuck now. He traded teams. He traded countries. JP, how are you, my man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, so um, you're new to the show. Haven't listened to any other podcasts, correct? That are pops point. All right, that's good. That's perfect. That's how we like. We didn't know we were even doing this. Thought we were just saying what's up. Love it. (laughs) For yeah, that's actually how I get everyone on the show. (laughs) (laughs) The strategy. So pops point. Name of the game is pop open a beer, and I need a rating scale of one to ten. You got to give us a. You got to give us a. An overview as far as where the beer's from, what kind of beer it is, and what your rating is. Okay. So I just cracked this. It's um, I don't even think if if you're listening from the states, you're going to be able to even find it. But it's been my go-to through this quarantine. It's called Locker Room Lager, very Canadian. Um, and it's a it's a it's a lager from um, it is Post Game Brewing Co. And it's pretty much just a, uh, a run-of-the-mill kind of tasty lager, easy to drink, post-game, post-lacrosse game, hockey, whatever, same deal. Got a maple and, uh, leaf on there. I mean, you can't go wrong. Yeah. No, it's good. And then they give you these sweet pint glasses when you, when you get like a, a case of them ordered. So oh. really thin, easy to drink, and, uh, you know, like a better than your, you know, Better than, a, better than a yingling lager? Oh, I love yingling. I, I love yingling too. I'm from PA. That, Come on. Out of, out of, like, it's just been the go-to. So it's easy, crisp, clean, no weird aftertaste. Like, it's just a great lager. So All right. So um, where are you scale it on, a, on your lagers of one to 10? Oh, and I don't know. I mean, is an easy lager. I just really, it's the crushability. Is that a, still a term? It might be, but. Um, it is it uh i'll give it i'll give it an 8.6 on right. the lager scale which is i appreciate your thought i appreciate yeah. the detail you put behind that that wasn't yeah. you didn't make a quick decision there you didn't shoot, shoot the gun it's the first time it's been asked and I, I think it's a celebrating all right there you go yeah. i i and crushable ipas um two roads makes a beautiful crushable ipa they call it crushable which is little session going on i'm actually drinking uh two roads cloud sourced hazy juicy ipa i'm an ipa guy you know this yep uh you're an ipa guy though right that's why it's unusual it's just during the yeah um being a canuck now you've turned lager well no i i just finished the lagunitas before this um so it's not really craft but um uh if you said that five years ago it was craft yeah but and the fact that i'm getting it in canada is is is, yeah right that's like my west coast i can get a taste of like what i used to drink all the time so i still like to drink those 
Um, and there's there's a ton of good craft breweries up in Toronto. So we'll have to do another one at, at some other stage of my of Ali's life that I can uh, jump back in and do a second episode where I can get some tasty IPAs like uh, I, I got to say water. you're you're already doing better than all of our guests in season one. Absolutely crushing it. It's just been amazing. It's a crushable episode. Yeah, there you go. That's actually maybe the theme. It's a crushable episode. But um, so like, I mean, story for our fans. Uh, boy falls in love with girl. Um, girl lives in Canada. Boy departs New York and now lives in Canada. Right. I mean, that that's a fairy tale. It's every rom-com has one of those stories, right? Went to see about a girl kind of thing, you know? Just <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it was crazy. Would never have thought it would have happened like this. And um, yeah, met, met her in Ireland, dated long distance between Toronto and New York for four or five years. And um, eventually just realized it needed to happen if we were going to have, you know, kids and, and um, or a kid. And between engagement, three weeks later, got married in Central Park in New York. And then less than six months later, she's pregnant and I need, and it's COVID, need to find a job in Canada to see my wife. Um, missed five months of her early pregnancy. So got there. Lucked out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a lot of fathers listen to this that they would, they would sign up for that. <laughs> it might have been the best move ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lucky enough to find work here, got my immigration sorted because we got married so quickly. That was just, you know, ridiculous timing that just worked out for us because otherwise I would be yeah, right? a father in New York with a, with a son being born in Toronto and not being there, which would have been a mess. So yeah. So Ollie's six weeks old now. Yeah. Six weeks. Holding strong. I mean, and this is your first. So I, I think you're having a kid in the time of COVID in another country. And I got to believe um, that's tough. Not having a support system, not having your brother, your sister, you have a sister, right? Yeah. yeah. Sister, your family, uh, aunts, uncles um, that like they haven't met the kid, right? Like that's, that's gotta be tough. Especially like time of COVID now is very weird. And um you got to take just even 10 times extra precautions with the, with the newborn. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been weird. Um, it's weird for everyone, of course, but like, like we just went through, it's like super weird for the first time to live with your wife who's pregnant and then have a kid. We just moved to a new, you know, house in Toronto and Toronto, New York, super similar for anyone who's not familiar. Um, Toronto's located just North of Buffalo. So, for anyone who's wondering, it's it is uh, the Eastern Time Zone because I get that question way too frequently, <laughs> and, uh, and it's pretty much the same climate too. So I'm not wearing a parka; it's <laughs> a little bit colder sometimes. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I have a huge family on Long Island, and to move away was a huge decision, like tough one to even think about. But like you know, the to, the alternative to not one get married or be with Sam. Yeah. And have the bait and have Oliver like it just it, 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 nothing's been clearer that it was a great decision but um 
yeah, to not have that support and COVID took the support from everyone. So like, we're not yeah. alone in this and it's, it's, it's certainly been something you have to kind of struggle with. And well, are you guys even seeing her parents? Not really. Like they've, they've been here to visit. They've done yeah. the, they come in with a mask and wash their hands and hold them for, you know, a moment, you know, there's no support with like really, uh, you know, giving Sam a real break where she could sleep. Yeah. Um, I've been working from home, you know, I, I've been flat, like my company's flexible enough to give us that, you know, availability that I can be a bit more flexible and, and, you know, help her out and be in the house and stuff like that. Not that it's formal, but that's huge. Cause otherwise I don't know how anyone does it any other way. You know, it, it, yeah. it really does take a community and when you're locked in a house and you don't even get the opportunity with the community, like that's tough. Like, like you were saying, like the in-laws come and just tell Sam to go away for four hours and just get some shut eye. Like I, we had, like, we definitely had that with Dempsey and Harper. And I mean, it was, or even like, Hey, why don't you guys just go out and get a bite? Like, it's okay right now. Like, yeah, he's going to sleep. Right. Like, yeah. So like during the, the like lead up, we were, you know, we, we did, we did as much homework as everyone does. And, and um, we wound up finding a, a doula service in Toronto that, that was still operating during COVID. Um, we found someone who like connected and kind of aligned with what our birth plan was. And um, unfortunately, like with COVID, you weren't able to have more than one support person in labor delivery. Okay. So, doulas weren't allowed to be in. So we wound up just like opting for a choice to have like postpartum doula support. Yeah. Like lactate consultant kind of stuff. Um, And that's been a bit of a relief. And it doesn't even like give us much comfort in that like Sam can go sleep, but like gives us reinforcement that we're doing things right, which I feel like would normally come from that support system that's not there right now. So um it's been, it's been a nice relief to have someone come in for four hours, kind of coach us up a little bit, like reinforce that you're doing things right, that, that things are normal. Um, let, let Sam go sleep for two hours. You yeah. Know. So it's, it's been a good, we've only done two or three sessions with them. Um, so we'll probably do a couple more and, you know. Well, like I know um, just with our pediatrics, they had a, they had a lactation specialist, they had a support group. Um, and like, you basically would meet with all the moms of all kids that were all in the same age, like, it was all newborns, right? So like, it could be anywhere from three other moms to like eight to 10 other moms. But like, Lauren would go Tuesdays or Thursdays and just kind of hash it out because like, you think it's only happening to you, right? Like, and misery loves company. And when you hear some of all these other stories and like i remember lauren used to tell me with harper like i think she's colicky she's colicky she cries she's not going down and i'm like no i'm like you'll know yeah a colicky baby and we won't be getting any sleep and we're getting sleep right now like babies cry like that's <laughs> they're either telling us like they want to be rocked they want to be put down the bed they want their day- diaper changed or they want to eat like but like a colicky baby it's going to, you're not even going to know what to do, right? Like you're going to be at a wit's end. Yeah. Um, and like when she talked to other moms and she like, one of the moms was like bloodshot eyes, like couldn't see like, and it's just like, my baby will not stop. Like 
there is no time where my baby isn't screaming. And let Lauren came back and she's like, all right, I don't think, I don't think Harper's going. And yeah. Like, and what is it? The, the rule of three there, right? It's three hours of like, like crying for three days straight or I don't know what the third three is, but yes. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that, that word gets thrown out so frequently, right? It's the, yeah. it's the fear of everyone and everyone thinks they have it, but most likely you don't have it unless you're really like, you'll know, like you just you'll know. You um, yeah. And I think that's, it, it's been an interesting, like, I feel like the, even comparison, comparing to other friends who are recent fathers, first time fathers in the States, I have now a new respect for the Canadian healthcare system, its support system. Like there's so many benefits to, to what, like what's going on up here. And, and it, it, it really opened my eyes. Cause I, I didn't even think about it as a single guy in New York or like dating someone for a few years, you don't really get into it. Like the details of how important it is to have your wives supported properly. Um, and it's a shame. I mean, the States has a long way to come to get catch back up to the rest of, you know, Europe. Well, I, it's interesting that you said that. Cause I was, I, I'm, I'm interested to learn like how your COVID birth experience was like, I, I mean, Hudson is six months old, uh, going to be six months old. Um, and he was born in, in COVID too. Like in the States, um, it was a totally different scenario in the room versus the first two other times. Like, um, and we had to do a C-section. Uh, this was our third C-section, which uh, is unnerving because more and more scar tissue just builds up. It, yeah. it becomes more risky with each procedure that they do in that regard. Um, but like just how, how our birth plans worked out, like we had to go that route. And, uh, before like, like she had to get a COVID test. Um, I, I did not have to, um, but like we were a mess the entire time, like in prep in the surgery room, like, and you're used to it. Like, and you're, you would think like, I don't, I don't know what I thought. I mean, thought maybe like four or five people for a C-section. There's like 20 like it's a lot of people. Um, but when you go to, when we got back to the room afterwards for recovery and then the room that we're staying in for the two, three days that we were at the hospital, um, we didn't leave. And typically like you're walking the hallways and whatnot, like you were restricted to your rooms and we had no foot traffic. We're like the first two births, like we had nuns coming in. We had like a photographer come in that I almost punched in the face. Like we had so many random people in foot traffic and like, you could never get sleep. You could never like when the baby was sleeping and this one was like, so peaceful. It was like, so calm. Like we just talked to the nurse and occasionally a doctor would come in and yeah. it was just like night and day. And I was shocked. I totally get it. I was happy and I was relieved. Um, but it, it was just, I, I, I'm interested to hear how it was in Canada and delivery room and why you're saying the, just the, the, the system there is a little bit yeah, better from what your buddies are telling you. I mean, like, and of course, state by state and insurance coverage by yeah. 
like it, it changes and, and you could have the same birth story or similar one to me because you're covered well in the States. But I think the, the disparity becomes people who don't have the ability to have great insurance and like what happened at that point. And um, for, for us, you know, and I didn't know any of this, like Sam was going to a routine visits and checkups and all that stuff. I think you probably had your baby in more of the heart and especially in New York, like COVID was, was, or Connecticut, um, like that area was blowing up with, yeah, COVID at the time. It was scary. Like, yeah. That was the scariest point of, of COVID or at least now is pretty scary too. But in, in that Northeast area, definitely before we had. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to be allowed in. Yeah. So for us, it depended on the hospital. Um, in general, like we did these Zoom chats with like the the, the nurses from the hospital, which great, very informative sessions. We sat for a weekend and kind of went through it. We talked about hours. Sam was, you know, pretty straight down the line with like what she wanted to do is really like epidural for sure, natural birth. Um, with the like, COVID was a bit of a, a silver lining in a way that she had a tough early pregnancy. So um, staying home and her, her, her job pretty much shut down. She's an event planner. Um, she got great government assistance through that period, you know, routine checks coming in, yeah. so, like gave that flexibility while I was finding work. And then um, she was able to do a lot of these zoom, like, uh, um, yoga and uh, pelvic floor exercises like different classes with these trainers that like got her mind in the right place and and I think it was huge for her because it felt like she was doing something and like building towards something and um, when we got to delivery like the nurses in this hospital like Sam didn't need to wear a mask which was great like we yeah she would have I wore a mask the whole time in the hospital um and similar to your experience, like only people who were required to be in that room were really there. So it was only the OBs, only the delivery nurses. And everyone was like super supportive. Sam had this, uh, you know, like was advised that like a side birth was less tearing than, than really a, a, like a back birth and, um, you know, purple pushing where you're like bearing down, holding your breath and just pushing, which is more effective, but also leads to a quicker birth and like more tearing. So she took her time and like everyone there was super like supportive and, and worked with yeah. us. And, um, and then the recovery like was even better because like we went to our room and like you said, <clears throat> they let us alone. Like they came in for the checkups. We were out of the hospital in 24 hours with, you know, a natural birth um, and we we're back home. And like, you know, Sam was certainly recovering, but her tearing wasn't too bad. And, and you know, like we were back to like, and like if I had to write down a birth plan, it went so well with her, like contractions were consistent and then like everything went very, very well. It was like nine hours of labor, which is pretty average, but, or I guess in that zone and, and we were lucky and we've recognized that, you know, like it was just one of those things that worked out really well. And we're super happy for that, you know? But, yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. Like you expect the worst and you, and you go in with it and, and it wound up being what we hoped for. So in 24 hours and then you come home and you go, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do with this kid? 
how did your parents how how did your uh support system that if you were in long island um they would have been there right like how how have they handled um just the last six weeks because like i don't know is your is your mom and dad's first grandchild first first grandchild uh you know so first in my immediate family um yeah, my, and my mom has been waiting, you know, this was, I think the happiest moment to tell someone that we were having a baby was to her. It was also crushing because when I told her that I was moving to Canada, she kind of saw that writing on the wall. Toronto is an hour flight away. It's so close. Yeah. During non-COVID times, like we, we, we rented a house here, like temporarily kind of thing. Um, and the whole idea was like, we'd have a spare room, like parents could come up, friends, family, everyone like open, you know, open door policy, just come up and like, it's an hour flight, free room and board, like come see the city, just, you know, catch up. And, um, you know, obviously COVID's just done everything, but um, for her, I think it's bittersweet. I think it's a daily, like she's so in love with this kid that she only sees through Zoom. <laughs> and at the same time, she's, crying you know in the same moment because she can't like hold him and smell him so it's, it's tough it's super my, tough. my mom's in philly and um i mean i think we went home like three weeks after um i i went home to philadelphia at my mom's place and like harper was losing it over something and she, she's just like my grandchild doesn't know who I am. And I'm like, mom, she's three weeks old and like, chill the fuck out. Like, it, it, what are you talking about? And she's like, we're too far away. And I'm like, you're two and a half hours away. You're not far away. And like, honestly, come up more. Like, you're fine. Like, we want, this, we want the help. Like, we, we're cool with it. And yeah. It's just like everything's just over over dramatized. And yeah, I mean, she's only seen my son Hudson. She's seen him probably like two or three times. And he's like six months now. And I mean, you're going to see, I'm sure you've already seen just within six weeks. It's pretty wild. Like when you go three months, four months, and then you look back at the pictures from two months ago and you're like, yeah, yeah. and we're trying to document as best we can video FaceTime, like whatever, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's something you're never going to be able to get back. And that's just like, it's a, it's a crazy time, right? I mean, this is only, the only reason it exists is because of COVID and like, th- that's what you're going to chalk it up to, but it doesn't mean you can't make up for. Yes. Um, and it's never a developmental time, even right now. I mean, like with a baby this young, without having its shots and like, we would yeah. still be, especially our first, like we would still have been really cautious about like, you know, a lot of visitors. It's always such a tendency for people to come in and, you know, grab your baby and, or, or people who are comfortable with that, like holding them and, and the mom sitting there, especially first, like, she's like eyeing them, like, you know, but you're too, you're too close to the baby. We don't know yeah. where you've been. Like you could have a cold and not COVID cold, just a regular cold. Correct. It's enough to freak you out. So there's a silver lining here that like, we are in a bubble 100%, like yeah. Sam, chill about that, but also going crazy. Yeah. I also, I mean, yeah, you totally, 
I, I like I said that to Lauren, like we're we yeah, we go stir crazy without a doubt. I was like, I don't have a four hour commute anymore. Like I had two hours into the city, two hours out. Yeah. And I like I also, I mean, we talked about it before we got on the podcast. Like, yeah, I go upstairs all the time and just find her crying. <laughs> Yeah. and like which i totally get and but it's like all right well now i'm taking a lunch break like i'm gonna block off 30 minutes here and i'm just gonna take the kids because she yep. needs a breather because like the, like i get it like if i me having the kids for three like for a couple hours like you you go wonky you lose your mind no doubt there's no doubt and there's but there's a silver lining right like if i had to go into new york city every day and we weren't in the circumstance like she would be by herself and there's without a doubt a couple like i'll go monday through wednesday and i won't see any of the kids because i'm up that early and when i get home it's nighttime at eight o'clock nine o'clock i don't know what time you guys do bedtime oh you guys do a little bit later with well ali hasn't figured out the routine yet yeah, we're we're still we're loose right now for sure. <laughs> we're just we're just operating whenever he wants to eat and sleep. We we can't get into any schedules yet, but we will soon. We'll... Lactation specialist, so like that's actually a, a pretty key part because you were talking about this earlier. Like one of your buddies, some things you just don't know. Like, and I mean, it's clearly obvious. Um, breastfeeding is a critical part of fucking everything that is the number one nutrient source and like we had trouble all throughout like harper was really bad harper probably dropped like pound and a half two pounds like she was not latching on you know yeah and we were seeing a lactation specialist and they were like you're doing great let's try a little bit of formula and like she would have formula. And I remember it was like the exorcist. She'd open up her mouth and just everything just came right back out. And you're like, and then you're crying. Cause you're like, okay, my kid's not eating now and yeah. losing pounds in, in their first week of birth, like yeah, after birth. And it's super, it's stressful. It's like really, really stressful. Yeah. And, and like even, so we're in a, the, the opposite in that, Ollie came out like ready to latch immediately. Like just kid was sucking his finger and we're like, he's going to take the, like the nipple quick. And he did first latch, no problem. Good latch, like fed right off the bat. We're like, awesome. Sam's milk supply has been incredible. Like she, if anyone knows about this, it's a, uh, it's called a Hacka. It's, I don't know if everyone like has been using it. People who have spoken to don't know about it, but it's, it's a, you know, do you know what this is? You throw it on the other boob, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Which which is great to like grab like any drippings, but also yes. if you squeeze it and compress it, it's got like a suction. So Sam can get like another five ounces out of like her yeah. non-eating boob. So like we haven't used a breast pump, like a, a, an actual pump at all. We've only been bottling from there. We're obviously, we're five weeks. So big deal. But also like she's producing so much. But so even at that, like we've been it's the last thing we've been really worried about is like she's feeding and he's he's healthy he's fat and chubby now it's it's great like we're happy about it but um recently like her her breasts like she can feel when they're building and when they're not and like something changed 
and we're like, and I guess this is the story of the parenthood is like, you get used to something and then all of a sudden like, yeah. nope, we're different now. Like the, like the way it was happening and the way it was feeling for her was totally different. And like, maybe it was overproduction under, like it's adjusting to like the levels that they should be and they're not as full and, but it's different. So you're freaking out. Like maybe he's, yeah. he's really crying right now. Did he get enough feeding from a breast? Correct. Like, do I need to give him a bottle now? Because you can't measure it out and you don't know just, the intake. You're just yeah. so yeah. confused if he's just sitting on, on a nipple, like just chilling or is he actually getting some food? So I don't know. It, we're jury's still out on this one for us because <laughs> we're not sure half the time. Like, well, if he's we, still on. it was it was wild. Like Harper was such a bad eater, and then um, Dempsey had a tongue tie, and we had to we had to get that, and which was even bonkers. They like literally did the surgery when we saw the specialist, oh, and I'm like. I was like, all right, so we'll go make a doctor's appointment. We'll go make an appointment with your assistant. He's like, no, we're just going to do it right here. And he just cut it. And I, I was like, oh, like, that's my like one week old baby. Like, I was just like losing my shit. This is how I still feel about circumcision. I don't know if you've, you've opened discussion about circumcision on your show yet. But- no, but we, I've wanted to have a conversation about circumcision because the doctor that I had was absolutely phenomenal. And literally sat us down for like three hours before he did it and came in. And it was pretty, it was pretty wild. I'm still torn on it. Like, so Oliver is circumcised. I'm circumcised. And I know that doesn't really like, it, it seems to go hand in hand. Well, the, but yeah, it, it really shouldn't. So like to rewind, Sam and I talked about this early on. We thought we were going to have a girl. we wound up finding out early that it was a boy so we had this (laughs) conversation and i came out of the bat like circumcision absolutely no reason to do it it's you know it's mutilation there's there's no benefits there's no health benefit that like there is absolutely no reason to do it there's absolutely no reason to do it so i say all these things sam i convinced sam who was thinking he he should be circumcised because that's what she knows what she's seen that's like the the population in her area was was that way it certainly is for you know northeast of 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 the u.s um and you know in my experience like in the locker room everyone was circumcised like it just was what it is like there's only a few people that i knew that weren't and not saying it's just that's the demographic that we were in at that you know yeah and um, so I, I come out hot and convince her in a way. She's like, okay, well, I guess he won't get circumcised. Fine. Fast forward to like, you know, I don't know, a month before the baby's coming and I'm listening to some like other, you know, like like podcast on like Barstool or something. And don't listen like, to competitor podcasts. Come on, Jay. Oh, come on. Shit. Or whatever. Damn it. But, yeah, edit it out. <laughs> cut it. Um, and someone said like cheese dick on it. And I was like, oh, cheese dick. Like, and they were talking about like an uncircumcised dick, I guess in some porn industry or whatever, like that was brought up. And I'm like, <laughs> like, no, no cheese dick. And that was just like buried no, in my brain. No cheese dick. So, so like, and it's completely bull, it's bullshit. Like, sure, if you don't clean yourself, you're going to smell like asshole anyway. Like, sure. But we, we go to the doctor um, or like leading up, it was like, Tell me you asked the doctor about this. No, no. It was just like, are you going to have him circumcised? I'm like, yeah. 
and, and, <laughs> and then and then we did and i'm like um also in that store in like to rewind sam told a story about her a friend's brother who got circumcised in high school and was like the word like he was bullied a bit which is bullshit you know whatever but like he he felt so different that he needed to get it done and like it's a super painful procedure to do after the fact right um if anyone's watched uh what is the tv show um oh shit i don't remember moving on um Either it was way. on Netflix, Realty. No, it's, uh, I think it's H. Is it HBO with um, Larry Dysfunctional Davis. Family? Um, the dad's like a mess. They're drug addicts and like all over the place. Is that uh, Showtime? Um, Shameless. Shameless, yes. In Shameless, the the adolescent son gets in a, a circumcision and like because you get stitched at that point. It's not just like a little rat. So it's a big, it's a big procedure at that point. But so I feel like such a hypocrite as I'm talking about this, because I was so adamant. I still am. I still feel passionate that there's no fucking reason to do it. And we still did it. So what is wrong with me? Um, but I, so like, it's such an easy, it's a procedure that gets done. It's very easy. Like it was relatively painless to watch him get it done. Um, well, I thought they did it like I thought they did it right away, like kid's birth. And it happened like a day after two days after. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I woke up and I rolled over. Like I, I got a couple hours of sleep and just the doctors is, he was just a character, like a older white man and like bifocal glasses, little overweight and he's talking about the Middle East. He's talking about different regions. Like you talking about regions, he's going into like geography. He's going into yeah. religions. Yeah. He's talking about population of the United States, circumcised versus not. He's talking about how you feel like people that have have not been and have had sex and then have been and have had sex. They say people that w- with the cir- without circumcision, it's better, right? Like- like he's going into like full deets about every step. And I was like, and he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, this is what I do. And he was a total nerd about it. And I was yeah. like, it's okay. This is my son's dick. Like I'm actually very appreciative of the amount of detail that you're giving me right now. And, and, and so you like, wound up doing it. He was like, well, I literally, I didn't do any research. This is my third kid. Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, you get circumcision. It's like for a, a cleanliness factor. Like it's, and he's like, yeah. in world war one, when you, when they were in the trenches, like it's <laughs> yeah. not that anymore. Like he's like, actually that's a complete misnomenclature. And I was like, I didn't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. And he was like, you typically do what your father is, right? Like you see your father and you're like, that's who I am. And, and I was like, all right, that makes sense to me. I could have definitely probably been swayed the other way. Yeah. And like, I, I, I do, it is what it is. The decision was made. I don't think it like, 
it's not going to impact. I don't feel cheated in my life. I hope he doesn't feel the same, like that, that like we mutilated him at birth. Um, I do think there's no reason to do it. Like if I could go back and talk to myself, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's still like, I think as time goes on, at least in Canada too, um, it's close to 50%. And I think that the percentages are swaying the other way. So like your yeah. locker room for sports people are soon going to be like down the line, at least in Canada is down the line. So Northeast is going to take a while to catch up, but like in, in England, it's, it's that way in a lot of Europe, it's that way in um, you know, obviously in any Jewish religion, it's, it's, you know, it's, like a hundred percent, but like, I always thought it was a Catholic thing, Christian thing. And that's not the case at all. And I just thought it was, and I was misinformed or not even that I was misinformed. I just assumed and was wrong. So it has nothing to do with religion for me or for anyone. I'm it not was really... just something that I didn't really look into. Like I had two girls beforehand and I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, we're going to have to make this decision. Right. And like, I, like honestly i think lauren and i were just kind of on the fence either way uh, for me it, it, it like and, and i had a many discussion with with friends and family about it and you know my family in new york who everyone knows everyone's circumcised everyone like that's normal to them they're like yeah you're gonna you're gonna sharpen his pencil like it's such a normal <laughs> thing no problem and it's not even considered. And like when I was challenging it more out of a matter of just being like the devil's advocate to play and like educate in the, like, no, it's not a cleanliness thing. I know you've heard that and think that maybe it was at one point, it's not anymore. And it never really like, it, it still doesn't make any sense to do, um, you know, and like, so I had these conversations enough that it was like clearly on the anti side and then I wound up doing it. So definitely feel a bit hypocritical, but I do think it's important. <laughs> I do think it's important to at least have the thought process into making that decision, not to just do it for whatever reason, even if you wind up bailing on your convictions like I did. Um, you know, it's a decision. It's the first decision you make. So you had the baby, like the dad is really just supportive and you get into this room and then a day later, they're like, are you having a circumcision? Like, yeah okay, well, we got to go downstairs and do this and you got to go pay for it. And like, that's, that's optional here. So you have to pay out of pocket for it. And um, so I'm like, okay, like, I guess we're doing it. So we just did it. And like, it's literally the first decision you got to make about your baby. Like, so of all the things you're doing an elective surgery to fucking chop the tip of his dick off. Or, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, is that the right decision? I don't know. Probably not, but I hope I'm not a shitty parent. <laughs> Don't worry. The thoughts of you being a shitty parent, you you have so many more that are gonna get collectively go through your head. Yeah, I get it. It's tough though. <laughs> that was that's something that still stuck with me. And then the kicker was uh, so Sam's parents are her dad's English, so in England it's very uncommon. It's very opposite. So if you're if you're Catholic, maybe you have it like Irish Catholic, something like that. Um, the English in general typically don't. And so it'd be the opposite, like locker room look is that like everyone's uncircumcised and you have a couple, um, Sam's dad called them like the roundheads or something like that. He had a nickname for him. And 
like they that's the opposite bullying going on you know across the atlantic and then sam's mom's norwegian and so she's been like outwardly against it in general just like she doesn't think it's she thinks it's unnecessary something that people are doing for no reason based on religion which you know isn't the case like isn't necessary and yeah to them and so then but literally we're having this discussion oliver's already uncircumcised so it's done like it's like <laughs> it's done already and she just goes under her breath like it doesn't even look good <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like amazing like she's still she hates it i i, I love it i like i love that she's 